We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and today um, we're going to be starting a new segment here on the pod. Um, I want to apologize if the sound sounds a little bit different. Um, I was so excited to record this that my podcast stuff is actually not with me. I am filming this on um, my iPhone memo, so sorry if it sounds a little bit different. But I just really wanted to like get this out to you guys and talk about it because I'm so excited. And when I'm excited to talk about things, I feel like that's when it makes the best episodes. So I posted yesterday on my Instagram story that I finished 19 Minutes, um, which is a book. And I was like, oh, should I start a book segment on Manifest, like a book club? And so many people were like, absolutely, I would love it if you would talk about books. So instead, I should do two episodes a week and do like, you know, one regular and then one about books. While I love the enthusiasm, I don't think I'll be able to read that many books that quickly. Um, But I do love to read and it is something that I did a lot when I was younger. Some of my best memories really are me um, reading. And I just remember like staying up really late to finish the Beacon Street Girls books and just finishing one and then putting on the shelf and then getting the next one right away. Like I loved those books. Um, Another memory that I love is I had this big pink chair in my room when I was growing up um, that was also pink. And I was reading Twilight and it was just like such a big... I don't know, like it was just awesome for me to read Twilight and it's just like one of my best memories and I just remember being so engulfed with that book Um, and just having books like that just are really special. Um, I really got out of reading um, probably around ninth grade up until this year, Um, so it's been eight years since I've really began to read again. Um, And I really think it's just because of social media. Books would take up my time when I didn't really have social media. But now that I had, you know, Instagram and TikTok and Vine and YouTube to fill up my time, I didn't really like find the time to read. And that's what reading really is. It's about finding the time to read. Um, I know that we're all busy, but honestly, like if you want to make time for it, you will. So I typically find time to read in the morning. Like when I wake up, I love having it be a part of my morning routine, whether it's before I go to the gym, whether it's after I go to the gym, whether it's when I have my cup of matcha, um, if it's the first thing I do when I wake up, if it's like an hour into me waking up, I try to always read in the morning. Um, 
I tend to wake up with a lot of thoughts in my mind. Um, sometimes I have anxiety when I wake up, sometimes I don't. But reading is always the one thing that kind of pulls me out of my mind. Um, like meditation, sometimes it's hard to do that. But reading, it makes you kind of get out of your own head because you're reading a story. So um, reading's a really good escape for me in the morning. And then I try and read before I go to bed. Um, so I typically am really tired when I go to bed. So like I'll get in bed and I can read for probably like 10 minutes and then I get really tired and just close my book and go to bed and don't look at my phone, which is really great. Um, and then throughout the day, whenever I have times of like downtime, um, I'll read. So I try and schedule some downtime in the middle of my day to read. Um, it, like I said, it just kind of recenters me and grounds me again and pulls me out of my head, which is really, really nice. Um, and whenever I go down to the beach, uh, I just have more time to read down there at the beach. So I'll take a book onto the beach um, and read there, or I don't know, there's something about the beach that just makes me read a lot more. So I know I'm probably going to get questions like, Tori, how do you have time to read? Um, it's like how you have time to check Instagram and how you have time to go on TikTok. Um, you just replace it with reading and I've really been enjoying it more. I actually find that when I read more, I romanticize my life a lot more and I really like that. Like, you know, I'll look at the ocean, for example, and I'll look at it in a different way than I did if I wasn't reading a book. So um, it's kind of just like romanticized and it's poetic and like everything is poetic when you read more. So I don't know. I really like reading and I just like how I feel when I read more books and I don't know. It's it's also cool. Like I post a book. I'm like, oh, did anyone read this? And my DMs are flooded. And you guys are like, I read this, blah, blah, blah. And I used to think reading was dead um, because I stopped doing it for so long. But reading is absolutely not dead. So it's here. And yeah, so the book that I'm currently reading, um, I just started it this morning, is Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. So if you guys want to read that too, and then we can talk about it on the pod. Um, hang on. I actually got two other books. Let me grab them. So I got two other books. So I'm going to read these three books. I'm going to try and read them by December. Um, I saw a TikTok of like how this girl was like, I read eight books a month. And I was like, whoa. So what she does is like she read one book each week and then she'll also listen to audiobooks. I don't do the whole audiobook thing. Sometimes I do, um, but I typically do audiobooks with nonfiction uh, rather than fiction books. Cause I prefer to read fiction books for like a light breeze read, but nonfiction books. Um, I typically get an audiobook form and I listen to those in the car, but not like the fun fiction books that we're going to talk about today. Um, so anyway, so what this girl on TikTok does, and I actually tried to do it with 19 minutes. Um, I couldn't successfully do it with 19 minutes because that's actually a very long book and the font is really small and I'm kind of a slow reader. So it took me a while to get through. Um, but what you do is like you go to a book and you see however many pages it has. So I think 19 minutes was like 461 pages or something like that, 55, something like that. You take that number, let's say it's, let's just say for sake of conversation, it's 300. You take 300, you divide it by seven because there's seven days in a week. Um, I can't do that math off the top of my head. Let's just say it's 35 pages. Um, I really have no idea. Don't, don't hate on me for getting that math wrong, but let's say it's 30 pages a day that you have to read in order to finish that book. You go through and you put um, post-it notes on every page of every 30 pages. And I tried to do that with 19 minutes and it was fun. Like I went through and I was like, oh, here on page 65, because it was every 60, I had to read 65 pages to finish it in seven and seven days. Um, I was like, happy Monday. And then I would write like a quote and then I'd go to the next page, which was 130. And I'd be like, happy Monday or happy Tuesday. And then I'd write like another quote. So that's one way that you can get yourself to finish one book a week. Um, if you guys wanted to do something like that. Um, but like I said, I couldn't, I finished, uh, 19 minutes in nine days because like I said, the font was really small and I'm a pretty slow reader. Um, so I finished that in nine days instead of seven. So pretty still good for me, I'd say. But, um, yeah, anyway, if you want to read I, what I'm, all of this, what I'm saying was I bought three books last night and I want to read all three by the end of the month. It's currently November 4th when I'm filming this. So um, I want to do all three by the end of the month. But 
Anyway, so the first book that I got, which is what I'm reading right now, and then once I'm done these books, um, I'll do another episode, I think. Um, but I'm reading Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. Jewel, 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 I guess that's how you say it. Um, so that's what I'm reading right now. And I actually got a sample of it a while ago on my iPad. And I was like, why does this sound so familiar? And it's because I read the beginning of it before. So I'm excited to read it. Um, then I got um, A Good Neighborhood by Teresa Ann Fowler. And I got this one because this was a book that I went to Barnes & Nobles for. And I was like, Tori, you're just going to pick a book and you're going to take it home. So I picked this one and I went to the back and there was no summary of it on the back. It's a hardcover, so the summary is on the inside. Um, but there was a review of this book from Jody Pickalot. Piccolot, I, I'm really sorry, I'm going to butcher last names here, but she wrote 19 Minutes, which was a book I just finished that day, like literally an hour before I bought this book, and she said that she finished it in a single setting. Yes, it's that good, so I was like, okay, I'll get it. I have no idea what it's about. I don't want to read the summary. I actually don't like reading summaries of books because I find that when I finish a book, I'll go and read the summary, and I'm like, this summary has... It's, it's an awful sell of the book. It makes no sense with the book. So I try not to read the summaries um, because I feel like they don't do the books justice. So um, I found that with every single book I've ever read. I If I love the book, I typically hate the summary. And if I don't like the book, I also don't like the summary. So it doesn't really make that much of a difference. Um, but the review by Jody was good, and I just loved her book, 19 Minutes. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll do that. We'll talk about 19 Minutes. I hated the ending, but we'll talk about that. Um, anyway, so yeah, I got A Good Neighborhood by Teresa Ann Fowler. And I got 28 Summers by Aline Hilderbrand. And this was number one recommended to me by one of my clients and friends, Britt, at Stride. She sent me this book, and um, then she was gone. And she was like, you need to read both of these. I was like, you got it. So I went out and grabbed both of them. But I did see 28 Summers all summer long in the bookstore next to Stride. Um, it's like a where Stride Sea Isle is. It's like on um, it's on the promenade, which is like a boardwalk of um, the town. And next to it is like a t-shirt shop that has like, you know, t-shirts and sweatshirts and like little, little knicky knack things of... Um, beach town stuff and this book was in the window all summer and I passed it every day and I was like that looks pretty good but I never got it so I got it now and we'll talk about me and um books that are set by the by the water I love those kind of books but we'll get into that so I'm excited to read both of those um another one that a lot of people recommended that I'm going to order because it was sold out is um Veridi Veridi V-E-R-I-T-Y by Colleen Hoover. Um, I had one of Colleen Hoover's books. What was it? It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Oh my God, I could not get through that book. Um, it just gave me such Fifty Shades vibes and I don't know. I just don't like Fifty Shades. I think Fifty Shades, this might be controversial, but I just think Fifty Shades is just such an awful plot like it just never made any sense to me my ex loved the 50 shades movies so whenever um we would watch it he'd always be like this is such a good plot i'm like are you kidding like how is rita Ora rita Ora getting kidnapped and like anastasia or whatever has to go say like it just doesn't make any sense to me um i never liked the plot and it ends with us just gives me huge 50 Shades vibes, so I never really liked it, but I heard really good things about Veridity, Veridity, I have no idea, so I'm going to check that out and give it a read, but anyway, those are the books that I'm planning on reading if you guys want to read them with me. Um, another question that I just want to address is where do I find books to read, because for me, that was always like, how do you find a good book, because like, you don't want, books are expensive, like you don't want to waste like a $20 purchase on a bad book, which I totally get. Um, two things to note with that, number one, Books that are digital that you can buy on like an iPad or a phone um, are cheaper than hardcover books. So if you want to do that, um, half of my books are hardcover and then half of them are digital. Um, it's not that I prefer one or the other. Uh, there's something special about holding a book, but there's also something convenient about having it on like an iPad and your phone. So it's really whatever. Um, you prefer, but they are cheaper on um, a digital copy for an ebook if that affects you. 
Um, Amazon also tends to have cheaper prices for books too. But I get book recommendations from you guys. Um, a lot of my early books, like Where the Crawdads Sing and You, Me, and the Sea were from Katie and Park Ave Summer were from Katie Bellotti. Um, she would always post her books and I'm like, oh, like whatever Katie likes, I'm sure I'll like, which mm, for the most part's true. Um, I definitely, they're very her, which is really fun to read those books and be like, wow, this really is very Katie. So that's really cool. She also has a podcast, which if you guys want to listen to it, it's called Thick and Thin and it's one of my favorite podcasts. It's amazing. So that's how I find the books. And yeah. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally adjust the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want a sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think I covered all the bases that I wanted to. So we're going to talk about the fiction books that I've read so far this year. I think it's like seven or eight that we're going to talk about. I read a lot of um, nonfiction books over quarantine. So like The One Thing, Grit, um, Mindset, a bunch of nonfiction books too, which I'm not going to talk about today. I'm only going to talk about like the fun fun reads, like the fiction books. So yeah, let's just dive on in. I would love to hear your thoughts on all of these books um, on the Facebook group, which is Manifest with Tori DeSimone on Facebook. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on these. And this is also in the order that I read them in. So um, if I'm a little rusty on some of the plots, my apologies. I tried this morning to um, kind of refresh a little bit, but we'll see how, how it goes. Okay, so the first one that I read was Where the Crawdads Sing um, by... Delia Owens. Like I said, I'm going to mess up everybody's name. Um, So Where the Crawdads Sing took me a very, very long time to get into. I thought the beginning was really slow. Um, And it was just because there's a lot of description. Like it was a great book. And I think that was her first book too, which is really impressive. Um, I ended up really liking the storyline of it. Um, I loved the setting of where the book took place. You're going to find a common theme throughout this episode that I really enjoy books that take place by water. Um, I find that it's really calming to me and we'll talk about it in the next book, but it was a really big influence on Stride Sea Isle. Um, so having a book take place, this was in a marsh. I really, um, enjoyed that scenery a lot. I really liked the setting of the book. Um, and I liked the historical flair that it had on the book as well. Um, it was, it was a really, really good read. Um, I do wish that at the end, when we find out who Kaya, is it Kaya? Oh God, I have to figure that out. Hang on. I think it's Kaya. I don't have the book. I gave it to my mom. So my mom has it. So I couldn't look through it. Let me look. Main character of where the crawdads sing. It's Kaya. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Kaya. Um, I do wish Kaya and I'm trying, I'm also going to try not to give any spoilers here. Um, it might happen, but I'm going to try my best not to. I do wish we had more of a story after the trial and after Kaya was married to her husband. Um, I feel like the whole book was really, I don't know, the whole book was kind of leading up to Kaya and her husband, um, getting together. Like I really wanted them to be together the whole time. And then they eventually did get together and you got like a page of their life together. And I want to hear more. Like they should have had a baby together. I wanted to hear about a baby together. I wanted to hear about their life together. Like what I wanted to hear more about their life together. Um, so I wish we got more of that. Um, but I did really like how this story picked up. It was like around page like 150. I remember it picking up. I'm like, okay, this is actually a really good read. So for me personally, it was slow in the beginning, but once you power through, it's a very, very good read. And it literally is a book that has you turning until the very last page because that's when everything is revealed on the very last page. So don't skip ahead. Do not read the last page. You will completely ruin the book for you. So don't do that. Um, but it really does keep you on, on the hook the whole entire time. Once you get past like the lull of a beginning, um, and I had no idea that the killer was going to be revealed on the last page. I, honestly had no, um, I had no theories throughout. I just was kind of going with the flow of it. So that was really a good read at the end. I would absolutely recommend Where the Crawdads Sing to anyone. I feel like it's going to be one of these classics that everybody's going to read at some point or another. Maybe schools will start making people read it. Um, I thought there was good history in it. Um, how Kaya looked definitely raised a couple questions to me because they never, she never really was hinted. It's like, 
you know, they talked about like segregation and stuff. So I I didn't know like if she was black, if she was white, if she was just, you know, I don't, it was, it was such a good read. So, um, really, 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 really good book. Highly recommend to anyone. Um, I really liked it. So I'd recommend it. And I think everyone's going to have to read it eventually. I think schools are going to start requiring it, but, um, definitely a good read for you guys as well. So I for sure recommend it. Um, okay, the next book I want to talk about is Yumi and the Sea by Meg Donahue. Now, Yumi and the Sea was the book that really got me wanting to talk about books because I actually didn't enjoy this book that much. Um, but I did like the scenery of this book. So this book also took place, I think, in North Carolina. And the way that I viewed it in my mind was like on a cliff beach, um, and they lived on like this farm on a cliff. And if you went over the cliff, you're at a beach. Um, very rocky. I can like, I can see it so vividly. I can like taste the salt. I can smell how that place is. Um, so I really like the scenery of this and it's very calming. Having a story take place by the ocean was really, really inspiring, very calming and really made me want to be somewhere that was near the ocean permanently. I always loved the idea of like a lake house or a beach house, but at this point I was reading this in November of 2019 and, oh my God, that was a year ago. Holy shit. Um, but anyway, I was reading this in like November, December of 2019 and no, 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 it must've been November and stride sea isle wasn't even an idea yet. It wasn't anything yet. Um, So having read this book, I was like, I really want to have a place by the water. Like I just want to feel connected to the ocean, to the water. And I want to be by the water. Like, I just know that's where I want to end up. Um, we didn't have a beach house at the time. I just had this one house in where I live now in the suburbs. So I just knew I wanted to be by the water. Um, a couple weeks later, one of my employees was like, have you ever thought about putting a place down at, at the beach for stride? And that was sort of when I was like, okay, this is kind of like a sign. Um, And I also knew that if I did want to kind of be by the water, I'd have to put a business there because that's the only place, that's the only way I can be there, like kind of guilt-free is if I have a reason to be there and if I have a business there. And everything just kind of fell into place after I read this book. So You, Me, and the Sea has a really special place in my heart, even though I didn't love the storyline of it. And I'll tell you why in a second. To me, it's really special because it was kind of like the catalyst of me putting a stride by the beach. Cause I knew that's how I could go to the beach more and not feel guilty about it and also bring my happy place to my happy place. Um, so yeah, it was a, it had a really big influence on me and it really, um, highlighted my love of water and how calming being by the ocean is. So I recommend this book for the scenery of it. Um, I know that some people really like the storyline. Goodreads has this rated pretty high. I didn't like the storyline, Um, hear me out. This might be controversial. I thought it was kind of incestual in a weird way. So here's, here's why. So there's Amir and Miro and Amir is like an adopted brother. Essentially, like he was never adopted into their family, but he was raised with Miro from a very young age. And then they like, not to spoil it, but they, like, they end up together. So I kind of spoiled it. But like they end up together. And I think that's like weird. I don't know. It's probably just because I'm not in their shoes and I've never experienced anything like that. But like she had Will and like he, Miro and Will, like he was great. Um, I was a big fan of Will. And then Amir just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It was just weird to me. Um, I couldn't really get behind it. Like I said, loved the scenery. Didn't really love the storyline of it. I thought it was a little weird, but it was one of those books that I finished it and I was like, I really want to talk to someone about this and no one read it. So I went to my Finsta and I was like, yeah, like, what does anyone else think? Um, yeah, and that's it. I've since deleted my Finsta. I realized like Finsta is just not really a thing anymore. So I deleted it. So now I can't even talk to my Finsta about my books, but whatever. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that was, um, that was You, Me, and the Sea by Meg Donahue. I didn't really love it. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Um, and that's the cool thing about books. Everyone can interpret it very differently. Like I know some people 
that loved that book and thought it was like a beautiful coming of age story and a beautiful romance story. I, on the other hand, thought it was a little creepy. Um, so let me know what you guys think. I don't know. I just thought it was creepy because clearly they never had like a brother sister relationship, but they did grow up together in the same house with Bear. And I don't, I was just a little weird to me. But that's just me. Anyway, okay. So that was You, Me, and the Sea by Meg Donahue. Um, the next one is The Glass Hotel by Emily St. John Mandel. I very much so enjoyed The Glass Hotel. At first, when I was reading it, um, I just kept waiting for something to happen. And then when I finished it, I was like, that was it. It kind of just felt like nothing happened. But then I kind of sat on this book for like a month when I was done and I was reflecting on it. I'm like, I actually really enjoyed it. So it kind of took me a little bit to like it, but I, I, I do really, really like it. So in this book, um, I learned what a Ponzi scheme was. I thought I knew what a Ponzi scheme was, but I, I didn't. And then I learned what it was in this book. And ironically enough, it keeps coming up in um, my life. I keep seeing it on the news and I keep seeing it around town and it's crazy. Um, so I'm very glad that I now know what a Ponzi scheme is. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. And I learned it in that book. It's not all about a Ponzi scheme, but it's definitely a big factor of it. Um, I could absolutely predict the ending right away because of the main character, Vincent, which I love that name for a girl. Um, I could definitely predict the ending of Vincent's character, but not where the ending occurred. That was kind of a, that was kind of in left field. Um, but I, it was kind of predict, I, I could predict it from the beginning. Um, it was an easy read. I definitely liked the scenery of it. The Glass Hotel took place pretty much on like an island that you had to get there by boat. So it was surrounded by water. Um, again, beautiful, calming, but the the main gist of it actually took place in like Manhattan. Um, so it, it's not like crazy around the water, but I do like, um, the scenery of it. I thought it was a really good story. Um, I thought Paul was an interesting character. I thought Paul and Vincent's relationship was very interesting. I would love to see, I always mess up his name. I'd love to see what Jonathan Alcatus looks like. When I was reading the book, I just kept saying Atkins, like the Atkins diet. It was easier in my mind to keep saying that. Um, so I'm going to say Atkins for sake of this podcast, even though I know that's wrong. Um, I do want to know what he looks like. Like, obviously there was visuals of him, but I'd love to see what he looks like. And I'd love to see what Vincent actually looks like. Um, if this was made into a movie, I think it'd actually be kind of like a weird, boring movie, but I'd love to see what the characters look like. So again, this wasn't the best thing I ever read. And when I finished it, I was like, that's, that's it. But looking back, I really do like this book and I would definitely recommend it. So that's the glass hotel by Emily St. John Mandel. Okay. Um, the next one, I read this in the summertime, um, the beach club by Aline Hildebrand. I'm, I just got the 28 summers by Aline Hildebrand. So here's the thing with the beach club. Um, I did not like this book. The more I'm like saying all this, I'm realizing that I'm sounding very pessimistic towards all these books. I love reading. (laughs) I don't know. I'm I enjoy it as I read it, but then I look back and I'm like, what, what happened? When I read the beach club, I literally wonder, did anything even happen in that book? Um, it just kind of went in circles. Like it, it was just weird. Like I felt like nothing was resolved. I feel like nothing happened. Even though a lot happened, I feel like nothing happened. I don't know. I would have liked some more drama. I would have liked some more romance. I would have loved to see what Jem looks like. I think I have a crush on him. So I'd love to see what he looks like. Um, I'd love to see what Mac looks like. Oh my God. I picture like John B vibe, but like grown up. So I'd love to see that. Um, I feel like Mirabelle, Mirabelle is just like the most beautiful ever, but I, with the whole Mirabelle gem thing, I don't, I don't really see that. Goodreads has it ranked really high. So I thought that it would be good. Um, and I was kind of hoping to get Yumi and the sea vibes from it because it did take place on Nantucket Island or is that an Island? It took place on Nantucket. I was hoping to get Yumi and the sea vibes, but I just, I didn't like, it was just a book of like nothing. Um, and then I went back and read the summary after that. And I was just like, yeah, this doesn't do the book any justice. And I don't know. I just, I didn't really like it. It was definitely an easy summer beach read, but I think there's better beach reads that you can do that you don't need to read this book. Um, it was fine. I wouldn't really recommend it to anybody, but it was fine. Um, yeah, it just like, I felt like nothing really happened during the beach club. 
So I don't know. Maybe I just was uninterested during it. I just wanted more. I wanted more out of it. I wanted more drama, more romance. I just wanted more. I definitely wanted more. So anyway, that was my, um, my take on the beach club. Anyway, okay, moving on. Park of Summer by Renee Rosin. I really, really enjoyed this book a lot. This is recommended by Katie Blotty on her Instagram story. So I clicked it and I was like, okay, I'm going to get it. I actually bought this book a long time ago and I've just kind of been sitting on it. I really, really liked this. Um, it's an easy read. I really liked Alice's character. I thought it was great. Um, I really liked how she stuck it to Eric. I thought that was really great. But the whole, the book, the reason why I like this book so much is because of Helen. Um, so essentially this book is based off of Cosmopolitan magazine when it was like switching from just kind of being like a boring magazine into what it is today. And that was really cool for me to read. I was trying to think of a word and all that came to my mind was cool. Um, I thought it was really interesting for me to read and very empowering for me to read because when I was reading this was a very pivotal moment for Stride. And um, we had to make a lot of tough decisions for Stride. And in Park Ave Summer, Helen kept making tough decisions. And she knew that like as a leader, like you got to make tough calls. And this was one of them. And she stood behind it. And I don't know, there's something really empowering about reading about a woman in power making these tough calls and standing her ground because she knows it's going to work. Even when everyone's against her, when everyone's saying, oh, it's not going to work, you're going to fail. And when she, her superiors are constantly cutting her budget and just degrading all of her work and they're sexist and it's all these sorts of things. Um, it was such a great read. Definitely recommend this to anybody, especially to any entrepreneur or any female in any, any sort of power. Um, if you know, you're, I don't know. I just think it's, I just think it's a really, really great book and it taught me a lot and it gave me strength in moments when I really needed it. So, um, beyond just the story, I really felt connected to Helen and I really, I learned a lot from this character of how to treat your employees with kindness and how to stand behind what you believe in and hearing others out. Um, and you know, she just, she taught me a lot and I, it's funny to say that cause it's a fictional character. Um, but it's paralleled with like the story of cosmopolitan magazine, but I very much so enjoyed it. Would definitely recommend to anyone, especially entrepreneurs, female, um, empower anything like that. I think it's a wonderful read and I learned a lot. So I really do recommend this book. It's an easy read too. You'll get done it pretty quickly, but I really, really did enjoy it. So following Park Ave Summer, I read The Light We Lost by Colleen Hoover. And I actually did not finish The Light We Lost by Colleen Hoover, which is probably not a good sign that that's two books by Colleen Hoover that I can't get through. I'm like almost done The Light We Lost. I literally only have like 20 pages left, 50 pages, something like that. Um, I just can't get through it. I'm annoyed. I really am, okay? I'm annoyed with Lucy. I'm really annoyed with Lucy. Um, Gabe sounds like a dream of a man. He sounds like that twin flame that you have that you just never let go of. I feel like everyone's going to have one of those in their lives for sure that, you know, you have them, you're with someone else, but you just can't stop thinking about that one person. I totally get that. But Lucy, like, geez, come on, you got Darren. If she met Darren first, she would never even be thinking about Gabe. Um, I don't know how it ends. Cause like I said, I didn't finish it. I'm honestly just really annoyed with Lucy throughout the whole book. Like you have this amazing man right in front of you that would do anything for you. And you're just always thinking about Gabe, Gabe, this Gabe, that blah, 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 Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. I'm just so annoyed. Um, it's also part of me projecting because I'm super single and bitter, I guess. But, um, I don't know. There's just a part of it that I'm just like, I'm just annoyed with Lucy, like, Darren is so great. Focus on Darren. He's so great. And they have kids together. Like, beautiful kids in, like, this beautiful little house in Brooklyn. I don't know. I'm just annoyed with it, you know? And she's like, I can't go to Manhattan because that's where me and Gabe are. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, I don't know. She's just bothering me, man. What do you guys think of this? Like I said, I didn't finish it, so I can't really, like, have much of a say. But I can't finish it because she just annoys me. Like, every time that she's like... Gabe, what do you think? I'm like, stop talking to Gabe. 
Maybe he dies or something. I don't know. Maybe this whole thing's like a memoir to Gabe. I don't know. But, oh my God, I'm just annoyed. Maybe if I read the ending, it would make sense. Maybe I should read the ending. But I just can't get through it because she's just annoying me so much. Um, Like, I get it. We all have, like, this one guy. But it's been, like, years and years. And it's, like, 10 years or something. And she's like, Gabe. And I'm like, oh, my God. If Gabe wanted to be with you, he would have been. He wouldn't have left to go take pictures in Iraq or Iran, Afghanistan, somewhere um, in, like, over there. He went over there to take pictures of the war, whatever. He wouldn't have done that if he wanted to be with you oh my god and like you guys could have done long distance but he didn't even suggest that like he doesn't want to be with you like move on oh my god I just can't anyway that's me getting heated about the light we lost by Colleen Hoover honestly no that's a good book by Colleen I did enjoy it but I'm annoyed with the characters and that's the only reason why I can't get through it okay All right, let's talk about these two because these are the two that I really want to talk about. The first one, We Were Liars by E. Lockhart. Oh my God. If you're going to read any book that I recommend today, read We Were Liars. This book has me rocked. It is 12 out of 10. It is the best book I've ever read. It is so good. This book is absolutely insane. So... Here's the thing with this book. Um, I, when I read the ending, I went back and reread like a hundred pages because the ending changes everything and I never expected the ending at all. And I know some people are like, oh my God, I could see it from a mile away. I couldn't, I could not at all. So good for you if you're one of those people. I was not one of those people. So, um, when the ending was revealed, I literally went back and reread it. And I was like, oh my God, um, this book had me shocked. I was sobbing all at the same time. It was a roller coaster of emotions. Like there are so many gut-wrenching parts of this book. Oh my God, it is, I have chills talking about it. It's, it's such a good book. Literally, when I was done this book, I, <laughs> I went downstairs and I talked to Lauren, who's my roommate, and I was like, I know you're busy, but like, I got to tell you about this book. And I just told her everything about it. Um, and God bless her heart. She was just sitting there smiling like, yeah, Tori, like nodding her head like, oh my God, that's so interesting. She's like the best. But no, literally, I just had to tell somebody about it. And then I went on Goodreads and I was like, what are people saying about this book? Everyone was like, I was sobbing. I was shocked. I had to go tell somebody about it. I was like, me too. So it really is a crazy read that you just don't expect. I mean, maybe you do, but I didn't. It really is one of those books that rocked me to my core and it is absolutely amazing. And like, that's the kind of book that I'm looking for. I'm looking for the things that have the plot twists. I'm looking for a book that keeps me interested, that has a little hint of romance in it, has the drama to it. It has the old money to it. Oh my God, it is so good. And once you find out the ending, everything makes sense. Like everything makes sense. But up until then, it still makes sense. Like this book is so wonderfully written that like even before you know the ending, everything is still making sense. Like the characters make sense. The storyline makes sense. It's absolutely wild. It's wild. Um oh my God, I just, I can't recommend this book enough. It is so good. You absolutely need to go read it. It is so good. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my book recommendations. We were liars. I could talk about this book for 20 hours. It is just amazing. And I kind of wish I could like talk spoilers on it. I don't really want to, but I can like dive much deeper into like one episode about just this book. If you guys want to, like what I'm thinking is like we can do stuff where I talk about like books I recommend and then when I'm done a book we can go in and like talk about like the actual events of that book and like the characters and raise questions about it and stuff like that. So I'm going to if you guys would be interested in something like that too. But We Were Liars by E. Lockhart is just incredible. Um, it's just incredible. I thought Gat deserved better. Um, I love Gat and I love that he went to the island every year. Good for him. Um, big fan of Gat. 
would love to see what he looks like. That's my thing. Like I can visualize them to an extent, but I'd love to see what he looks like. Gat actually gave me Amir vibes from You, Me, and the Sea, which is a cool connection that I was able to make in my mind of the characters in my mind. So that was fun for me. Um, but I really did enjoy We Were Liars. By far the best book I've read this year. Um, and by far the best book I've read in a very long, long time. Me and Katie Brennan both read this book and we were like talking about it. We were like, this was wild. It was wild, wild, absolutely wild. Um, yeah, please read that book and let me know what you guys think. All right. And then the last book that we're going to talk about is one that I finished yesterday. And that is 19 minutes by Jodi Piccolo. I don't know how to say her last name. Piccolo. I don't know. Um, this book is about a school shooting. So, um, that might be sensitive for some people. So I just want to say that in the beginning, it's about a school shooting and it's interesting because this took place in 2007, I want to say 2006 or 2007. And, um, obviously that was before all the other shootings have happened. So, It's really interesting to read now because this is a huge problem in America and uh, it's just wild that this book is a thing when it's such a big problem. So it was an enjoyable read in the sense that I really liked the story. I thought it was really accurate. Um, I can picture how Peter Houghton looks for sure. I can like see him clear as day, um, which is really great. The ending made me want to throw my book across the room. It ended um, how I think a story like this should end to an extent. Um, A very coward ending. And you can probably assume assume what I mean by that. Um, That was infuriating and made me want to throw my book across the room. There was a plot twist in the ending that I didn't really understand and make a lot of sense about because... I'm just going to say this and leave it at that. We all get mad at our boyfriends, but like if I had a boyfriend and I was mad at him or he didn't treat me that well, I wouldn't do what Josie did. So I'm just going to say that. Um, So that was very confusing to me. I didn't understand that. I don't think that was explained enough. Um, It was very ambient. Ambient. Uh, Ominous. I combined words there. So I don't know about all that. Um, another thing is I'm not buying that Joey was killed by a drunk driver. Um, I really think Joey is such a, is such a big character in that book. And I don't think that he was explained enough. I don't think that his bullying was explained enough. I don't think that it was brought into question enough. I don't think that the grieving of losing a child was mentioned enough. Um, because now the Houghtons lost both of their kids, one to prison and one to a drunk driver. Um, And it just wasn't really talked about enough that Joey died of a drunk driver. I'm also just not buying it. They really undersold the whole like Joey doing heroin thing. Like it it was so underwritten about, like it should have really been, I think, highlighted more. Um, And also part of me thinks still that Peter had something to do with Joey's death. I'm just not buying the fact that like, Joey was a huge bully to Peter, his own brother, and then he just died um, of a drunk driver. I just, I don't really think that's how it works. (laughs) I just think Peter had something to do with it, Um, even though that's not how it went. In my mind, that's how it went. So I don't know. Um, I don't think they explained that enough. But I did realize that I do love the name Joey for a girl and a boy. Um, I used to not, but I think it's so cute, Joey. I think that's so cute. Anyway, um, I still love this book. Um, I really, really liked Alex Cormier. I thought that she was great. Um, again, she gave me Helen vibes of being a woman in power, very empowering to read like women like that in books. Um, it just helps me in my, um, my professional life. One could say also my personal life because I'm a stress crier. And when I read women in power, it makes me feel better. But also Helen in Park Ave Summer would cry after she was done, you know, standing up for herself. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. So (laughs) it made me feel better about that. But anyway, back to 19 minutes. Um, no, it was really, really, it was really, really good. It was exactly how I thought the book would go, except for the little surprise at the end. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I really liked Jordan in the book. He is the defense lawyer in the book, and I really liked him. He actually like made me want to go to law school, be a lawyer. I was like, man, maybe I could do this. I don't think I'd be a defense lawyer, but I really did like seeing the spin on the case. I can appreciate it. While I would have voted against it and said, you're crazy, um, I can appreciate the spin that he tried to do. And I, I liked that. Um, I did like the whole, I did like the legal side of it. I liked hearing about the trial. I liked how in-depth the trial was. Um, I can appreciate that there wasn't too much gore when it came to the school shooting. I think that that can be really triggering, especially in today's society. Um, but I can appreciate it for sure. And I very much so enjoyed the book the story, and I would recommend this to people. I'd give it like a 9 out of 10. The ending is infuriating, but I feel like that's how all school shootings are. They're infuriating, and they make you want to throw something across the room, and in this instance, it was a book. It was a great ending, but I was just annoyed with it. I felt cheated out on the ending, but I would imagine that in a school shooting book. So it was how I imagined to feel at the end of it. So I wasn't disappointed um, by the ending, if this makes any sense. It was what I imagined. It's just an infuriating ending. But anyway, um, it was a really good book. Would definitely recommend. Um, Matt, the character Matt, definitely um, put me in my feels a little bit because I can just picture him like so well in my mind. Um, that was a little sad. Well, that was very sad. But uh, I don't know. You know what really got me though? In this book was when um, they were in the cafeteria after that email was like spammed out. If you guys read the book, you know what I'm talking about. After the email was spammed out. And Peter goes up to the table and he's like, Josie, do you want to sit with me at lunch? And the kids just like bully him and just they're so mean to him. They pants him, whatever. He drops his lunch sack. And then Josie picks it up. And inside of it are the carrots that Lacey cut for Peter. And Jody wrote, she was like, these carrots were cut by someone who loved him. And like, oh. That just like literally tug at my heartstrings because it's true. Like everyone is so mean to Peter and he, he really didn't deserve it. Like from the very beginning, he was really, really picked on just for being like a little sensitive kid. Um, and his mom just like loved him so much. And he, she did like, she always would like slice those carrots for him and just wanted the best for him. And he was just like a sensitive kid. And oh my God, I just, that really that made me cry. Like I I was crying when I read that. I was just really, I, this book makes you feel everything. Like you hate Peter, but you feel bad for Peter and you want the best for Peter, but you also just hate him. Like, oh my God, it really brings you through every single emotion of human, humankind. It's, it's just crazy what this book makes you feel. So I definitely recommend it. Um, really powerful read. So yeah, those are all the books I'm going to talk about today. Again, right now I'm reading Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. If you guys want to read that with me as well, that'd be fun. We could all like kind of read together. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to end this episode here. Guys, thank you again for sticking with me throughout this audio. I'm just glad to film it and get this rolling. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I hope you guys are staying safe. Um, be sure to join the Facebook group, Manifestatory Simone, and we can talk about books, recommend whatever books you guys want. We can talk about them more. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.